This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hi guys and welcome to Odson Champions League. Yes, the Champions League is back. We have really four good games in the first batch. We have Barca PSG, for instance, so let's analyze everything with Alvaro Romeo and Dani Fisichella and also you can leave your comment below and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. Also remember, if you enjoyed the video, do not forget to click on the like button, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. And now let's go on with the show. Finally, the Champions League is back. We are in the middle of February and we have four games to analyze with our experts. Hello Dani, hello Alvaro. Hello, everyone. And things have changed uh, a lot since we did our last video of the Champions League talking about the draw. And especially, I would say, in the first game we are going to analyze Barca PSG because I remember you guys saying that at that time, even you said that Barca was favorite, but on the paper, everyone was saying that PSG was uh, really the favorite one. Now, Tuchel is out, Pochettino is going to be on the bench for the very first time in a European game with PSG. They don't have Neymar, they don't have Di Maria. Barcelona is playing way better. Messi is doing great in La Liga. And Alvaro, if we check the odds, everything that I'm saying is uh, reflected that Barca is really favorite to win this first game, odds 2.09. Yes, it is a bit surprising and I put it all down to the Neymar factor. I think that him being out, uh, him not facing Mingueza, uh, it's something that uh, everyone can think that is good news for Barcelona. I I don't know if Ferrati is going to be playing this game either. I mean, he, he could be doubtful as well for this game. And let's don't forget one thing, Barcelona has uh, a number of players in the sidelines too, to the point that uh, Araujo may have to accelerate his return and play the game in defence. And Gerard Piquet, he has trained only a couple of times after not playing for three months and he wants to play this game. He says that he's ready. So I think that Barcelona has problems defensively, of course. And uh, PSG, you know, probably uh, we are all associating Neymar's injury to PSG's failure. I don't think that this is necessarily a straight correlation, but uh, yeah, the odds are very favorable for Barcelona, as you said. For example, I, I like a couple of markets here that uh, I would like to share with you. Barcelona to win, as simple as that, not the tire, but again, that uh, doubles up your money and that is something that I could consider on the basis of what I saw uh, against Alaves. Barcelona is playing really well, uh, they scored five against Abelardo's team, but uh, it could happen more. And for example, Barcelona to score in both halves is something that I do like a lot, uh, that pays 255. But there is one that I'm going to keep for the ACA because it doesn't give you a lot of value, but at the same time, you know, uh, if you put it together with four more uh, games, it's very good. Both teams to score. This is definitely my favorite one, and I keep it for the ACA. That pays 150 because Barcelona is very leaky defensively too. And I think that this season they have made eight errors leading to goal in the league alone. So as you can see, they have a problem defensively. Well, I think uh, certainly he won't finish nil-nil. I think yeah. we, can, we can definitely say that. But uh, I think uh, I have the feeling that if in this uh, game Tuchel was still on the bench of PSG, we would have said 
Oddly, win Neymar. Maybe PSG were a slightly favorite, but because they changed the management and with Pochettino coming in, yes, the results are coming, but I feel uh, PSG still don't know what their best system or best 11 is with Pochettino. And compared to last season's PSG, this season, the league, the league one, is in contention. So they, they arrive at the knockout of the Champions League games with something to play domestically, and I'm not sure they're going to win the title either. And also, uh, they come in, with the, in, this, in this game probably missing one of the most important players since Pochettino joined, which is uh, Marco Verratti, who plays a little bit upfield, almost a number 10. If you add to that the fact that there is no Di Maria, there is no Neymar, obviously Barcelona are favorites. After Barcelona were shockingly defeated by uh, Juventus, they are in a great run. 14 wins, two draws, two defeats. Uh, maybe sometimes they just win the games by the odd goal, 3-2 for three. So it's not they're not exactly strangling oppositions, but they get the results done. And I think Kuman is getting the best of some players, the young Griezmann, Messi, obviously, is in a great form uh, as well. Uh, so PSG are very vulnerable, especially when the other opposition have the ball. So I agree with Alvaro, Barcelona favorite. Some of the tips already been mentioned by Alvaro, so I go another one. Half time, full time, and both times Barcelona winning. So half time Barcelona, full time Barcelona. I'm very surprised actually listening to you guys and also reading everything during this week because of course we see the odds. Barcelona are favorites in the head-to-head. We all remember that 6-1 no, for Barcelona also before these two teams met and Barcelona won. But I think this season we cannot forget how Barcelona has been really poor against strong teams. They lost against Real Madrid, they lost against yes. Atlético de Madrid. They lost the final of the Super Cup. They lost the first uh, leg in the Copa del Rey semifinals against Sevilla. They lost yes. that game against Juventus. So every single good team they are facing this season, they lost. And I think there is a big worry in uh, Barcelona, also remembering, of course, the clash against Bayern Munich last season. So are you completely sure that especially that leak in defense uh, will be able to uh, stay strong against a strong team like PSG, even with the problems that Danny was saying. No, I'm not. I'm not fully convinced. That's why I'm only making my predictions for this game. Edu, uh, I think that, as you said before, Barcelona hasn't won any single important game this season, apart from the one uh, at Juventus Ground, and uh, that was uh, a strange game at the beginning of the season. I think that Juve had uh, Alvaro Morata, unfortunately, had a couple of goals. Uh, um, cancelled as well without VAR, probably those calls could have stood. So, yeah, as you said before, uh, Barcelona are far from convincing against the top opposition. However, I see them differently. I think that there is a breath of fresh air at Barcelona. Uh, they have played four extra times in 2021 and yet they don't seem to be knackered, uh, which is something very positive because the team is younger than last season was, with the likes of uh, Serginho Dest, who will be back, Pedri, Frenkie de Jong, uh, getting getting uh, more and more importance in the team. So the youth is little by little uh, imposing itself in a team that last season was old. This season they are rather young. So there is a new energy at Barcelona that I find very positive. And that's why for this game, I'm going to back them. Because what I saw against Alaves, and yes, of course, uh, let's put an asterisk on that. Alaves is not a good team in La Liga this season. 
But what I saw against Alaves was quite promising. So this time, for this game alone, this game alone, not the tire, I'm going to back Barcelona. If we, if, we, if we look at the stats quickly, no French team has ever won in the Camp Nou since 1884. That was Mets for one. And also, if you want to go for the goals market, 32 goals in the last eight games with, within these two teams, average of four. Mm -hmm. Actually, I really like the goals market for this game because, uh, again, the odds for Barcelona, I think they are quite low and both defenses are terrible. So, hopefully, we will see many goals at Camp Nou. This is uh, probably the best uh, game we have, I would say, in the last 16 round. But the next one on Tuesday is also really good. Let's move forward. We have uh, Leipzig-Liverpool with two German coaches on the bench, Nagelsmann against uh, Klopp. And this is another game that I think the situation changed a lot since the draw. Until now, this game, by the way, is going to be played at Budapest. So, of course, no home uh, factor for Leipzig and at that time Liverpool was probably the best team in the continent and now they are completely destroyed. Another defeat against uh, Leicester in the weekend, coming back Leicester in only 10 minutes making three goals. Now it's three straight defeats for them in the Premier League looking very very weak whereas Leipzig they are still strong. They won in the Bundesliga, they are second where probably they should be only one goal conceded in the last four games, so they are strong defensively. And I'm also very surprised to see the odds here that uh, Liverpool is favourite, really favourite actually. That's why I kind of like the odds for Leipzig. Danny, what do you think? Well, I think it's because of the pedigree and the history of Liverpool. I mean, it's a team that played two finals in the last uh, three years. But uh, if we look at the form, uh, Klopp's men are, uh, are in a bad form. Four defeats in the last six. And also, I saw a stat that is very uh, worrying. They scored only one goal in the first half in the last eight games. And we saw against Leicester, no end product. They, go, they get in good position, they get in good areas, but they don't capitalize then obviously they got an injury crisis at the back they had it since the start of the season so far they conceded 42 goals in all competition last year they conceded 59 so probably they're going to concede 60 or 70 if they continue at this rate too many mistakes um, probably it's because they play such a high line without having the men to play that kind of style of football and they meet a Leipzig team which not only is unbeaten in the last six Champions League games at home, but always a score at least two in every single game. Uh, Leipzig, they will press them high, they will occupy all the areas of the pitch in the opposite half, they will try to suffocate them as much as possible. Let's see who will be the better tactician between Klopp and Nagelsmann, but if we look at the moment, man by man, Leipzig, I think, is likely favourite. The only concern I have with Leipzig, they don't score enough goals. But it was difficult to replace Timo Werner just like this. So if you look, only Paulsen has scored nine goals and then it's Angelino with eight, uh, the left back. So that could be a slight concern for the Rottenbullen, but uh, I think they could be slightly favorite. So let's go for Leipzig to score first, take the lead to 20. Alvaro, you also think that uh, Liverpool will suffer here or you think, like Danny, you know, that the pedigree is important and uh, the Reds can get the, the batch of the T-shirt and be better than Leipzig? 
I, I am going to go for a very different take this time. I think Liverpool are the favourites even for this game, not only for the Tiger. Uh, number one, uh, they call the away goal rule is uh, an absolute nonsense uh, right now. Uh, if Leipzig has to bu- has to play in Budapest, that's number one. But UEFA was never going to change those rules uh, with one or two weeks' notice. But anyway, I wanted to say that this is the first time that uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, is face, uh, facing Leipzig. It never happened before because he left Germany in 2015 and Leipzig got promoted to the Bundesliga that year. So he doesn't know what it is to play against them. And this is the game between Klopp and the new Jurgen Klopp, as they call him in, in Germany, uh, Julian Nagelsmann. I think that this game is going to be this kind of game in which the top play- players make the difference at the end. I do believe that uh, we will see plenty of switching position at Leipzig, trying to attack different uh, Liverpool from different flanks. I think that Liverpool has a lot of doubts defensively. I agree with Daniele. The other day, for example, I could see a clear uh, lack of understanding between Alisson and Osen Kavak in one of Leicester's goals, even though I believe that that is the goalkeeper's mistake, because if you go out like this, you have to shout that the ball is yours. But anyway, all things considered, I think that Liverpool was good against Leicester for 60 minutes, and then they got demolished. I mean, they just lost the plot completely, and they scored, they considered three goals in the space of 20 minutes, more or less. So this is Liverpool this season. I think that they are capable of the best. They beat Tottenham this year a couple of times. They have been able to score five goals against Atalanta in Bergamo, but at the same time, they lost 10 games this season. They are quite unpredictable, but I do believe that here the names are going to make the difference. Daniel mentioned something very important for me. Timo Werner's departure has been replaced by a collective effort to compensate the goals that Timo Werner doesn't score anymore. I saw the game against Augsburg professionally the other day on Friday because I had to work on it. And I could see that Leipzig was much better than Augsburg. Last season, they would have won that game for 1-5-1. This season, they won it only 2-1 and suffering a little bit with goals of Danny Olmo and Nkunku, who are probably two of the best players they've got going forward. So, in here, ah, and also, there is another thing. Upamecano is moving to to Bayern Munich as well. What, and what a it, surprise! Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know, but but that is never good uh, when uh, it's announced in the middle of the season, that's for sure. Anyway, I'm not saying that this is going to destabilize uh, Leipzig a lot, but it's team news, definitely. So, in here I'm going for uh, Liverpool to win away, uh, not the Tiger again, just the game. Uh, that pays 241. And an Asian handicap of zero for Liverpool is an interesting one that I'm going to keep for the ACA as well. That uh, gives you 176. And there is one that I really like, I mean, because this is the most speculative I can I can give you. But this is the game that uh, will have many ups and downs during the game, because Liverpool is like this. So, for example, Liverpool winning from behind. This is very speculative, I know, but that pays 10.50, and that is one that I always like to keep. If you have one dollar, one pound, one euro left, and you want to put it on that, that's always something a great uh, return of money. Of money. And uh, so Alvaro is going more for Liverpool. Danny, I'm not actually sure. You said uh, Leipzig to score first, but I'm not sure in the outright market uh, which team do you see better because it's also very important. You mentioned the importance of the club historically in the Champions League and normally it's like that. We've seen it with Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, etc. But last season was not like this. We saw Leipzig, we saw Olympique Lyon arriving until the last stages of the competition. Also Atalanta, probably this season is going to be also different because of the situation. Leipzig is not playing at home. 
So maybe it's not that important being called Liverpool Bayern Munich, but the current moment of the teams. And now Absolutely. life is better than Liverpool. Absolutely. I think one key could be that Leipzig managed to rest a few players at the weekend, Upamecano, Konate, Sabitzer, Sormut, etc. Whereas Liverpool has to put on the bench the youth team sometimes because they haven't got enough players. Uh, so that could be that could be something. Perhaps on the outright market, you could go for a draw, which pays a lot, 376. Although for the tie and to advance, I think Liverpool are favorites. All right, then uh, these are the games for Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have another two games. Let's go to Portugal. We have uh, Porto, Juve, and Juve, they were in a really good run of uh, results, but surprisingly, they lost against Napoli. They misfired a lot. Actually, they were really, really unlucky. Cristiano Ronaldo was only uh, targeting the Napoli's goalkeeper, actually. But they were not in a bad moment at all. They were able to kick out uh, Inter from Coppa Italia. They had uh, some good victories in Serie A. But Pirlo is passing an exam, I think, in Porto also because the Portuguese team are really far away from the top of the table in the Portuguese uh, league, seven points away from Sporting, four draws in a row, so they are not arriving at a good moment. So, Dani, this time Juventus cannot fail. Remember last season they lost the first leg against Olympique Lyon and then they were kicked out of the competition. Perhaps this is the game for what Pirlo was hired to do better than last season. They have to advance at least to the quarterfinal and perhaps even more. Uh, Pirlo, we know, he's learning on the job. He's like an apprentice that sometimes does good things, sometimes does things so-so, sometimes mis makes, uh, chooses a bad formation and the results are telling. However, after the defeat at Napoli, before the defeat at Napoli, Juventus were in a very good run, not only because of the wins they collected, but also for the way they steadied their defense. They revert back three years. They went back to vintage Juventus with Chiellini, Bonucci, a solid defense, uh, and obviously they only licked one goal in four games. And if you do that, and up front you have Ronaldo, Morata, Kulusevski, McKennie, etc. At the end, you're gonna win the game. The problem is sometimes this is not enough, and especially in Europe, when teams go at you and they are uh, more attacking, they're more audacious. Perhaps the game is a little less tactical than it is in Italy. You need to have more creativity and produce more uh, situa danger situations up front. So Juventus are going to find uh, what they really are in the next few weeks. However, uh, everything we said might not count for this game at Porto because Porto is a quite conservative team mm. if we look at how they play. Uh, they often leave uh, the goal at zero, at least they did in Champions League, although in, in Portugal they haven't got a great defence, so we, know we need to be careful with that. But they are quite tight at the back and they become sometimes hard uh, to break down. Uh, Porto, as I said, not a great league so far. Uh, Pirlo will have his problems problem with the formations. They are missing Quadrado, who's the best player. They are missing Artur, who's the only creative player in the midfielder. Dybala is, is proving to be so important. And at the moment, uh, without this man, uh, is, a, is, is not a great Juventus looking, you know, from the, from the midfield up front. I don't know why they keep insisting with Bernardeschi and Rabiot. Having said that, huge pressure on Juve. 
I will go for an away clean sheet, so a vintage Juve, uh, 2-4. Dan, um, Alvaro, Danny mentioned how strong is uh, Porto defending. Actually, they have not conceded a single goal in the Champions League in the last 467 minutes. Probably we said that on Tuesday's games we are going to see many goals. You also expect a low scoring game here in Dodragao? Yes, I do. Uh, in fact, uh, the clean sheet for Juventus, I love it and I would have packed that as well. I think that Porto, and they show that in the Champions League, they are a team with a lot of pride. They are a team that uh, they start by the defense first, even against Manchester City. They put a, a great fight at the Etihad. That was the last, the last time they lost in the Champions League. Then uh, when Manchester City played at Dragao, Porto managed to get a draw against Manchester City. So I think that Sergio Gonzalez is one of the most uh, um, uh, strongest managers. Uh, I think that he's got a very big character as well, and the keys translating that to the team. Uh, funny fact here: his son uh, Francisco Conceição uh, has been playing lately as well for uh, for Porto, which is a nice story between father and son. Uh, I do believe, however, that uh, for a team like Porto that plays in uh, Portugal, uh, we know that the top three is given as granted, and you have to check their score lines against their. Uh, pretty much their opposition to win the title. And they haven't been able to, to beat the Sporting Club de Portugal this season. Uh, Sporting Club de Portugal are top in the table. And uh, that tells you a little bit as well. Maybe they are short of something. For example, the best Portos I've ever remembered, they were defined by great scorers. Radamel Falcao, Mario Jardel, uh, Hulk, you can go so on to the past and you will find some great scorers. This Porto team doesn't have that. They've got players who can score goals, uh, eight, 12 per season, the likes of Oliveira, Taremi, Marega. None of them they have hit more than 10 goals this season in the Portuguese league. So I would say that this is something that is going to cost them against Juventus, because Juventus, on the other hand, you know that uh, when they go forward, having simply Cristiano Ronaldo, that's going to make the difference. And Cristiano Ronaldo against Porto, he's always ultra motivated. And I remember plenty of great displays of Cristiano Ronaldo at Dragao, uh, especially I think in 2008, he scored there from uh, outside the box, one of the best goals I've seen from Cristiano Ronaldo. That was unbelievable. But anyway, I'm going for the following. I think that Juventus are not perfect this season. Uh, they are eight points off the pace defensively. However, they are the best team in the league. And that's why I'm back in a clean sheet for Juventus, as Daniel said. An Asian handicap of minus one for Juventus is something I like too. That pays 3.30. And um, yeah, I will back strongly those two. Okay, Juventus uh, favorite here, keeping a clean sheet. Then the last game, probably we won't see many goals here, I think, as well. In uh, Ramon Sanchez, Pijuan, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund. This is another very interesting clash in my opinion because back in the draw Borussia Dortmund was kind of a strong but uh, Fabre was fired and the new coach Terzic we cannot say he's doing a great job at all it's the first time he's managing a big club like Borussia Dortmund and he's not getting the results they drew during the weekend against Hohenfeng Haaland scored again uh, and they lost before against Freiburg they are sixth in the table so even the Champions League is uh, on risk for them in the next year whereas on the other hand we have Sevilla a really strong team they are keeping clean sheet after clean sheet they have not conceded in the last uh, seven games they beat Huesca during the weekend resting many players nine straight victories in all competitions so having said that uh, Alvaro you also believe that Sevilla is favorite at least in the first leg 
Yes, I would say yes. Uh, I really like Sevilla. I do believe, however, that this uh, is a tire in which probably the best two players of the tire play for Borussia Dortmund. Haaland and Jadon Sancho, both scorers uh, during the weekend. I think that both are excellent and uh, they are two of the best, uh, most promising players in Europe. Uh, I, I do believe, actually, that probably uh, even Real Madrid or Atletico de Madrid didn't have players like Sancho and Haaland of that quality. I'm sorry, Eduardo, but I do believe that they are excellent. I'm, Unbelievable. I don't know if you agree or not. Uh, and they are going to define European football over the next 10 years. However, Sevilla collectively, they are doing excellent things. Their best player going forward is right now Lucas Ocampos, and he's going to miss this tire. And uh, his energy and his electricity is very welcomed by Sevilla. However, I think that Papu Gomez's addition uh, has been a very clever one by Sevilla. Uh, he can bring uh, some extra touch that maybe Oliver Torres or Munir El Haddad weren't able to beat. And uh, Sevilla is about uh, getting a clean sheet and then scoring. And uh, they showed that against Huesca, against Barcelona in the midweek, they managed to beat them, not comfortably, but they managed to be very competitive against them and probably better than Barcelona as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, they are a, a team that they got many certainties. Probably this is the pinnacle of uh, Lopetegui's project uh, when it comes to his stay at Sevilla. And I'm going to back the following markets. Uh, number one, I think that only one team is going to score, and it's going to be Sevilla, so that pays 2.25, and a home win pays 2.38. And then I'm going to keep another one for the for the ACA, which is the under two goals market, that pays three, triples up your money. But yeah, for this game, uh, let's put it simply, uh, a home win is something I will back, 2.38 for Sevilla. I will go for the home win as well. Uh, we have to look at the numbers. Uh, Sevilla have only lost one since December the 9th, uh, since, since December. And uh, this Sevilla has achieved so far the best percentage win of their history. We're talking about 68.57 wins. I mean, uh, stats obviously uh, provided by people who work in this uh, field. I haven't worked it out, but 25 wins wins out of 24 wins out of 35 so obviously they are in a good form and uh, the addition of Papu as you said it gives them something improve them a little bit sometimes they might lack a little bit of conviction in the scoring department but perhaps you know Papu could add also uh, that Borussia Dortmund are in turmoil obviously they are chasing the new manager probably Marco Rose of uh, Gladbach is going to be the next man but there is a big question Marco will they qualify for the next Champions League and if they don't qualify can they hang on to Sancho to Haaland to Bellingham to Dahoud to Wakanji I know uh, this is a big big uh, question uh, for them so perhaps they might think more about uh, the Bundesliga also the Borussia Dortmund is gonna miss a few players the goalkeeper Burki they don't have Schmelzer who's injured since a long time they don't have Witzel they don't have Zagadou uh, they have got Haaland though 23 goals in the last 23 is enough maybe for them we will see uh, as as alvaro said i'm back in sevilla but in terms of goals uh, i'm gonna go for under 2.5 goals also because sevilla has kept a seventh sheet consecutive with a bono in great form so two under 2.5 goals pays 202 okay sevilla for both and probably we will see many goals even if we have uh, Haaland in the pitch then We've analyzed all four games, but uh, we can make an ACA. We have four games again, so we can do a, a, a good ACA, I believe. Let's go first with you, Dani. Okay, so Barcelona to take the lead. 
Leipzig, Liverpool, both team to score, uh, Juventus win and uh, Sevilla win. Total odds 13.50. All right. And uh, for you, Alvaro? Well, if you want to become rich, uh, Barcelona and PSG, both teams to score. Leipzig, Liverpool, an Asian handicap of zero for Liverpool. In the Porto, Juve game, Juventus to win away. And in the Sevilla Dortmund game, under two goals. That will get you 16.55. Yeah, you are uh, a little bit more conservative. We always say ACAs are very difficult, especially in this stage of the Champions yeah. League. Probably even more, there are more surprises. But let's see. We have really good four games. Then, thanks guys, we have more European football actually this week. We have Europa League, so we will analyze all the games. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. You just heard our analyst, they trust Barcelona, Liverpool, also Juventus and Sevilla in this four first game of the Champions League. But I also want to know your opinion. So let me know what you think in the comment section and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. Besides, if you enjoyed the video, do not forget to click on the like button, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. Also, you can listen to all our videos in our podcast. And next week, we are back. We have more Champions League, we have more last 16 rounds.